This episode of the Vergecast brought to you by Qualcomm Snapdragon Gigabit LTE. With download speeds up to seven times faster than typical home Wi-Fi, Snapdragon Gigabit LTE can turbocharge all of your connected apps. You can stream 360-degree videos in 4K resolution with minimal buffering. You can access your files in the cloud nearly as fast as you would if they were stored on your phone. You can download hours of movies or music in a matter of seconds. To learn more, visit www.snapdragon.com gigabit today. Hello, and welcome to The Vergecast, the flagship podcast of The Verge situation. Mm-hmm. The Verge.situation. The Verge. Uh, you know, we're doing great. I will say this. Can I just, I want to call out our friends, our coworkers, Caitlin, Tiffany, Ashley, Carmen, and our producer, Andrew Marino, mm-hmm. the Vergecast producer, who's also the producer of Caitlin and Ashley's shows, Why'd You Push That Button? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why does he make them sound so good? We sound like... But. Yeah, Andrew, why don't you ever organize our thoughts? <laughs> Andrew works very hard on the show. <laughs> Which is impossible. Anyway, why'd you push that button? Yeah. Uh, in the top five of the iTunes technology podcast section, since the entire two weeks it's been out, mm-hmm. uh, number one trending in Pocket Casts on Android. Uh, featured what? by Pocket Casts. Thank you, Pocket Casts. That was nice to you. But doing great. So if you are interested in an organized conversation yeah. around technology and culture, go listen to Why'd You Push That Button. It's great. It's everywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, it's just quickly will become one of my favorite things that The Verge does. Last night, my mom was like, I love the new episode of your show, but you weren't on it. <laughs> it was just these two girls. It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> hey, thanks, mom. But you're, you're, like, you're like a character. Sometimes. You're always in the montage. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that show's doing great. Please listen to it. We love it so much. Paul and I, and Ashley, mm-hmm. and Haim, and Jake are doing a show, Circuit Breaker show on Twitter. It's on Tuesdays at 4 mm-hmm. p.m. Eastern. There's a replay on the site on Wednesdays where we play with gadgets. You should watch that. I'm hosting the Mr. Robot After Show uh, with Megan Farouk-Manesh and Russell Brandom. That's Wednesdays after Mr. Robot. We're just doing all kinds of things lately. We are. What an empire we have built. <laughs> what, what an armada. Our boats are all different sizes, and most of them are videos. <laughs> This podcast, Armada, really, really has some some definitional issues going on. But anyway, there's stuff to listen to. Anyhow, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. I'm Neil I. Patel. Dieter Bone is here. I am. Well, I'm here. Well, he's, 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 in, San, he's in San Francisco. Where, what fine. is time and space anyway? Paul, Paul is here. Hey, Paul. Hello. All right. We're going to. We're just going to do it. We're going to talk about this Pixel 2 situation. Oh, Dieter, my God. 2XL. I, by the way, I threatened to start the show by just saying the words Pixel 2 XL and then deeply sighing <laughs> for 35 minutes. <laughs> I think that about sums it up. That's what we're going to do. But, Dieter, I don't have mine. I still don't have mine. I don't have I mine either. I ordered it last week, and I reenacted ordering it on the show last week, mm-hmm. and it shipped. Right. I don't have yep. it yet. Mine has been in San Francisco for three days. There's a, a local shipping company called OnTrack. Yeah. That um, has failed to deliver it. I've been here at my office waiting for it every day uh, for the past three days, and uh, Zippo, zilch, nada, nothing. But I have now looked at three different uh, Pixel 2 XLs, and they all have this issue. So here's the story. Over the last weekend, Alex Dovey from Android Central happened to look at a gray image on his Pixel 2 XL and saw that there was the ghostly uh, image at the bottom of the Android navigation buttons and like a bar above them. Uh, and so everybody went, huh, that's weird. And then literally everybody who has a Pixel 2 XL looked at the same thing on their phones. And yeah, I don't know. If, basically, everybody has it. There are people who say they don't, but everybody who like has a review unit 
almost to a person has seen this thing. There's, you know, a handful that don't maybe. Has anybody so the bur- question, bur- burned in a non-bar? That I don't know. C- can we just zoom? Let's just zoom back. Yeah. Zoom out. Mm-hmm. Zoom yeah. back. <laughs> do the rock away. Uh, I was, that's what I was going to do, but I'm going to let you do it. All right. Together, we're going we're to zoom gonna back fight as a family. About this screen. So, no, uh, before we fight about the screen, which I'm very willing okay. to do, because yeah. uh, I, lo- I was looking at James Barham's today, our creative director's today. The the phone came out. You reviewed it. I did. You're like, the screen has definitely has muted colors. Then. Yes. And the, the blue shift, which is real. It's yep. pretty real. Then there's the, the, the burn-in or image retention issue. We don't and know I, which one it is for sure yet. We yes, but you suspect it's more image retention than burn it. I sus- I very much change my mind every time because actually, Android Central did a great video where they played they they played a gray screen for like five minutes, and then they played a video for five minutes. And they went back to the gray screen, mm-hmm. and playing moving pixels underneath that area does reduce the the visibility of the ghost buttons, but it doesn't eliminate them entirely. And it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, it matters because if it's burn-in, this is, so the the other part, next part of the story is we pulled our score off of the Pixel 2 XL. Right. Because if it's image retention, that sucks. It's a thing you're probably not going to see most of the time, uh, but it's another knock against the screen on top of the three or four other things that are wrong with it. And even though you're almost never going to see it, it is worth noting and it's worth taking a point down. If it's actually real genuine screen burn-in, that is catastrophic because if that's happening within a week or two or even literally, I, I managed to see ghost images on a review unit that I Google swapped out for me that same day. If it's, if it's burning, if the screen is burning itself that quickly in a month or three, you're not just going to see it on top of a, you know, a gray image. You're going to see it on top of everything. The, the screen, Neil, I keep saying the screen could literally be eating itself. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, then this thing is is just fundamentally flawed, and it's really bad. At least it's not on fire, but um, <laughs> that's a pretty yeah. low bar. So until we know whether or not this is genuine, actual screen burn-in, we can't recommend that you buy it because this these images are either image retention or screen burn-in. It's a symptom of both. And there's enough of a risk that it's a symptom of real burn-in that it's a it's not a great idea to buy it right now. Can you clarify the difference between burn-in and retention? So burn-in is like a ghost image. So it's this happens on a bunch of different kinds of screens. So when you are looking at a picture and then you flip to another screen, you like see like the ghostly after image of that, especially if you flip to something that's like a relatively flat image, like a gray image. Uh, but if you move some pixels around, uh, the screen like figures out, oh wait, I shouldn't be showing that ghost image anymore and it goes away. Burn-in is, you know, OLEDs degrade over time, all screens degrade over time, but OLEDs in particular are susceptible to this, or plasma TVs actually, where the pixels that are, sh- are showing, you know, a bright thing will eventually just get worse over time and not be able to show as much brightness or as much color in that zone. And so they, they literally get burned and they start showing that after image forever. So mm. when you look at an old CRT or a badly maintained plasma TV or an, one of the very, very early OLEDs, you'll see, you'll see like just like random craps that's sort of floating on the screen. Now, 
all phones, especially OLED phones, do this over time. Uh, and so there's lots of people who have been tweeting at me and tweeting at everybody saying, oh, you know, my Samsung does this, my blah does this, my blah does this, uh, my Pixel XL from last year does this. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't do it after a week or two. It does yeah. it after months, if not years. So my plasma TV, I'm like the last Panasonic plasma ever made mm-hmm. before they were all fired into the sun. If I play Madden <laughs> for a couple hours, right. Uh, the score just lives at the top of the TV for like another day or two. But that fades. It, but it fades. So that's retention. That's retention. Right. Like my roommate has just the worst LCD. Yeah. And so you like browse Netflix for a while and then you see the Netflix UI for the first thir- 30 <laughs> minutes terrible. of whatever show you're yeah. Yeah. That shouldn't be happening. <laughs> no, it's that's a, like a particularly it's, shit LCD. But that's TV. retention, not burning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So burning is permanent. Yeah. Burning burning's permanent. Permanent right. damage. Right. Okay. And um, I guess I should, as a PSA, if you see this thing, you may have heard that there are apps that you can download that supposedly fix it and they do kind of work but they're dangerous they fix it by basically like burning the rest of your screen to match the burn they, it flashes up it does stuff to your screen that is like save your village by lighting it on fire yeah <laughs> i also saw apps uh that purport to fix the colors by shifting oreo's color space like yeah. android oreo's color space mm-hmm. which okay so now now we've like entered the realm of Google shipped a broken phone. People are trying to fix it. And people are tweeting it at me and at The Verge and everybody. I'm going to buy this phone because I know Google will fix the color issue. Mm. Or I'm going to buy this phone because I can install this line of hacks to fix whatever I think is wrong. That, to me, is that's where we start entering like fanboy mistake territory, where you're like back justifying something. Because I, I like firmly believe that you should never buy anything based on the promise Ever. Of a feature update or a software fix, yeah, or any company doing anything other than like, <laughs> going out of business. What right? was the big thing with the original Pixel? Was like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth? Um, I don't, was there a big Bluetooth. acquiring it? I think was a huge problem that, was that we step, all. Yeah. Step number one was getting yeah. one. The Bluetooth that, and the Pixel is bad. Yeah, yeah. So my sim right now is in a Pixel One. I'm going to tell you right now, I love it. Mm-hmm. Because I love it. You got a headphone jack. I got a headphone jack. I got a screen that looks nice. You got like a maybe the second best camera on the market. Second best, yeah. The camera's excellent. Uh, no portrait mode, but it turns out I don't have nothing to take portraits of. I just sunsets <laughs> for days. Um, it's really fast. Focus, great, great phone. Focus on infinity. The the Vlad has pointed out the headphone jack sounds terrible, and it's true. Mm. But at least it's there. Right. Your headphone jack. Doesn't sound like anything. No, dude, my Apple my Apple dongle is a little bit on the fritz. <laughs> That's Some, not good. Oh, no. But the Bluetooth on the Pixel One is so comically bad. I got into which, my friends. which headphones are you using it with? Uh, I have a pair of red Sony wired headphones, and I have QC thirty okay. fives. The QC thirty fives seem okay. to be fine. But I got into my friend's car last weekend, and I wanted to play him. Why'd you push that button? And I was like, I'm just gonna pair to your. Your infotainment system is BMW. It's like iDrive, and I try to pair my Pixel to it, and it is so bad that it crashed the the infotainment system. And we just had. To I mean, like is wait. that Google's fault or is that BMW's? Fault? It's it's everyone's fault, but it works with his okay. iPhone. Like yeah, he's fair. like, I've never seen this before because BMW probably assumed everyone has an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked fine with the iPhone, but like literally you just had to sit there and wait for it to like reset itself so you could like plug the iPhone into it. So I just want to get almost a perfect phone. I just want to get a 3310. That's you're going back. $60 yeah. phone. It's got Twitter, it's got Facebook, it's got Snake. 
<laughs> it's all I need. It has a camera. <laughs> it's all I need. I'll be fine. I'm just uh, done with all this it's, yeah. shenanigans. Get back to me when you've got something. Well, Dieter, you were saying this has been a terrible year for phones. Yeah. Like, just uh, in general, not a great year for phones. Yeah, like, so, even I mean, Samsung phones. People are going to say Samsung phones are great. Samsung put a button that launches a dog with shoes at you mm. on the phone <laughs> that you cannot disable. Also, they put the fingerprint sensor in the wrong place. Yeah. That's just yeah, a super those, wrong place. Those, those, are, those are more matters of taste. Yeah, but yeah. Do, do you ever unlock your phone? <laughs> just, is that a thing I, that you do? I have on occasion. <laughs> From yeah. time to time. Not with a 3310, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, like the iPhone 8 has got the old design. People are very nervous about the notch on the iPhone 10. Um, I think the Essential phone is probably my favorite just plain hardware phone of the year. Um, it's so heavy and dense and just feels so good but the camera on it is you know not not that not mm. good um and then the pixel 2 xl has the screen issue and even the pixel 2 has got big dopey bezels on it and it it feel i've got one it's it just doesn't feel like a good phone not a great year for phones it just isn't yeah and this is why i'm sticking with the but, pixel one yeah but but you on the other hand Bluetooth like they're faster the than over. ever their cameras are better than ever they can do all kinds of crazy ar stuff like the phones have never been better and phones have never been worse. Hmm. That's your headline. Assigned. Wow. Wow. Oh, Got Vergecast trick. I back like, in action. I like uh, <laughs> James Barab's take on Twitter, like our, our photographer here. is like, I got one. This could be the worst screen ever. I don't care. It's got a camera. Yeah. He's really excited. About it. Like, because if you think so, about it, the ki- the pictures are forever. <laughs> here's get, here's the, the thing f- about another that. phone in a year. Here's the yeah. thing about that. Uh, I was... All set to have that same feeling like, you know what? Screw it. I can live with a bad screen because it has everything else that I want. But if you take a picture, you don't know what that picture is going to look like at all on other screens. And that's true to extent on every phone. But with this one in particular, you're going to look at it and be like, "Uh uh-huh, I should punch this up. And then you'll punch it up and then you'll put it on another screen and it's just going to look crazy town. That's why I only shoot in raw. <laughs> I only distribute raw selfies. Yeah. Yeah. Raw selfies anyway, with Paul Miller. Raw That's your coffee of... table book. <laughs> it's just it's like four hundred thousand pages, and you could just it's one selfie. You just flip through all the different slides. <laughs> so as of Sunday night, the twenty second, we're recording this on Thursday, the twenty sixth. Google said that it is actively investigating this report. It's also actively investigating and has a fix coming for like the buzzing and crackling sound that the Pixel 2 apparently makes. Also, like a high pitched screech. I don't know. Come on. Yeah. Um, uh, what are we? But, we but it's been four days. They haven't come back to us with uh, you know an explanation or an answer. So until they do, or until someone can definitively say that it's not burn in. Uh, I'm not putting a score on this phone. Yeah, and okay. other 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 websites have followed suit. Uh, I believe CNET's pulled their score. Uh, I believe um, PC Mag has pulled their score. Uh, so, so yeah, it's here's my question. Well, I have two questions. One's just a yes or no. Okay, here's a yes or no question. Would you call this a fiasco? It's it's definitely in the fiasco ballpark. Yeah, I'd say it, like it's a fiasco. There's there's high yes or no. So, yes. Yes, it's a fiasco. Okay, so then here's my follow-up question. Fiasco is not the same thing as a disaster. Yeah, I I said fiasco. I think it's quite clearly a disaster. But does it (laughs) rise to the level of fiasco? 
Well, I think I think it's fiasco then disaster. You can have a fiasco, but fiasco can be like fun and like you know like uh, like a madcap comedy. Fun fiasco. That's that's yeah. my favorite Vampire Weekend. Yeah, album. I think fiasco right. before disaster. Okay, yeah. so it's not a disaster, but it's a fiasco. It might be a disaster, but right now I will go so far as fiasco. Hundred percent fiasco. Defcon fiasco. <laughs> Defcon mm-hmm. fiasco is a great name for a roller rink. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> I'm in a branding kind of mood today. Please, someone make a Defcon fiasco shirt. Anyway, what's worse so, than disaster? So, Apocalypse? Okay, the, t- the top one is catastrophe. Catastrophe is the worst. Catastrophe, disaster. The disaster, definition of fiasco, fiasco is a complete failure. So it's a fiasco. Well, it's screen wise. Potential fiasco. Yeah. Now you're downgrading. Maybe it, what's one step down from fiasco? Conundrum. No, it's like madcap tomfoolery. <laughs> Why are these all so fun? <laughs> crisis. <laughs> crisis. Crisis. Uh, is crisis is above. Uh, no, no, no. This is like, a crisis. You can get through a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to stop this. By the way, so okay, so okay, so it's a let's let's just say it's a it's 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 a fiasco. Who in it's a it's a crisis colon fiasco comma the Bixby story, <laughs> the Bixby story. <laughs> This is the worst Jason Bourne movie of all time. <laughs> I've watched it. Jason Bourne, Crisis Fiasco. As long as it's got Matt Damon in it. All right, it's true. Uh, okay, so the Pixel 2 is hissing at people. Yeah. The Pixel 2 XL might be eating itself. The Google Home was always listening to you, uh-huh. and they had to disable a button. Is it is it possible that Google's big hardware push is a fiasco, like in Toto. Yeah, that sounds like a in Toto well, fiasco. Yeah, so the, <laughs> to, a Toto the, fiasco. But here's the thing: I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, the hardware in the Pixel Book. Mm-hmm. Like I swear to God, I'm gonna. I'm the now that I publish the review tomorrow, it's gonna someone's gonna discover that knives shoot out of the keyboard and stab <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah. Right, you love because the I'm Pixel so. Book. I love the hardware of the Pixel Book. It is my yeah. favorite laptop hardware of the past year, bar none. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually, to anybody, not to the Surface laptop with its cloth keyboard, not to a single thing that Apple has produced that has a keyboard attached to it uh, or could attach to it. Um, yeah. It is it is great. What's what's the number one one standout? Is it the is it the the soft silicon palm rest? It's the build and industrial design like the, the basic design of it is just hard as a rock it's super solid you can't flex it the keyboard is halfway between like a standard keyboard and the macbook's like zero key travel keyboard it's so it, but it feels totally normal mm. um and this is the shape that laptop should be if your laptop doesn't have a hinge that lets you flip it around to use it on an airplane then get it out of my face <laughs> it i'm serious like i not have people windows people know what i'm talking about like not having a touchscreen. Once you have a touchscreen, you're like, "This is dumb." It's just put a touchscreen on it. It's fine. You're not going to get a gorilla arm. It's just convenient and nice to have. Just do it. Um, not being able to just, even though it's not as good, even though you know, blah blah blah, it's not touch optimized. It's not as good as an iPad. That's all true, but it doesn't add that much thickness. It is not that hard of an industrial design problem. Just put the 360 hinge on the thing because being able to like sit on a plane and actually have my little like cup of seltzer and my own laptop in front of me watching a movie is so much better than worrying about someone leaning their seat back and cracking my laptop in half uh, that it's dumb that you don't do it. 
Everybody hinge, should do it. The hinge on this thing looks so simple and small. Like why? Why does a Lenovo need that crazy, like weird mesh thing? That's their and, like design element. Yeah, the watch band. I mean, it's, but but uh, everyone uh, everyone's trying to convince you by with like create like you know the Surface has the snake. You know everyone's like, oh, it's so hard making hinges is so hard, and our hinge is better than everybody's. No, it's not. It's just put the three sixty hinge on it. It's fine. Just do now it. You are You're definitely not guaranteeing your anymore. that the Pixelbook shoots knives. I yeah. know. Now that, now that you've gone this far out in the ledge, tomorrow it's going to be like, Pixelbook wakes up in the middle of the night, yeah. runs off with family, they never made, comes back. They made the silicon palm rest out of whale tears. You're way out there. But I, the yeah. Pixelbook, so it's great. I'm really interested in it. I'm probably going to return my Pixel 2 XL and spend that money on Pixelbook. Great hardware. Great hardware. But there's a, a little software question mark. Yeah. There is which is a, called not so Android. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you uh, actually, all the reviewers that I read today, everybody had the same sort of set of problems with Android apps on the Pixelbook. Right? You resize them, everything goes to hell, or they run in tiny windows, or they don't do exactly what you want. I've, I've been thinking about this. Here's your best case scenario. You have a really great tablet operating system with really great tablet apps, mm-hmm. like, yeah. for instance, iOS and the iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Now take iOS on the iPad and then add that to Mac OS. Is that a good thing? Because that's your best case scenario, and that doesn't sound like a good thing. No, you take Safari on the iPad, yes. and you just make it Safari from the Mac. That. That's Just it. do that. That's, that's the all you whole need. game. The, the 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 limitation of the iOS web browser and maybe is put what a mouse prevents on it. me from using it. Maybe put a mouse on it because yeah, that maybe, is maybe helpful for a full web browser. But, like, but the reason I'm interested in Pixelbook is because it's a desktop class web browser, which is the app yeah. I use the most. Uh, yep. The, I mean, this is the like. I don't think this thing. Pe- most people aren't going to really be choosing between this and a MacBook unless you're a student and like you've lived with Chromebooks your whole life. Same thing with a Windows laptop. It's it's this and the iPad. And this is more expensive than an iPad Pro. Um, but they basically make the same case. You want a simpler computer that is easier to manage and is constantly secure, constantly updated, and is got a bunch of apps on it. And two and versions with, of Slack. Well, that's a thing. Um, but you, ha- in order to make it your main computer, you've got to be an expert at either one. Um, but with the Chromebook, you get a really good web browser and kind of shit apps. And with the iPad, you get really good apps and a kind of shit web browser, which is unfair. It's a really good web browser for an iPad. Like it's a great web browser, but it it can't do a bunch of the web apps that I kind of need. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you added a mouse and a trackpad or whatever to an iPad, that wouldn't be good. I mean, yeah, it's a touch. It'd be fine. It's a touch interface. Life goes on. I, if I've learned anything from using <laughs> phones with notches, that it's not that bad. It's okay. It's fine. On. Dieter has been defeated by the, the year of gadgets in 2017. It's like everything is hopelessly compromised, but you're still going to wake up tomorrow. I think we just build it for build it for the ground just put up. Whatever on it, it doesn't matter. Put <laughs> fuchsia. It's the way the future. I mean, Google's revolutionary can, new operating system. I'll tell you right now, you can take this Chromebook and you can you can root it and you can just run Linux on it. And if you really want to, you can go crazy and you could probably find a way to get Ubuntu on this thing, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I I'm mean, thinking yeah. straight Hackintosh. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So th- we, we got far away from my original second half of 
question, my two part question. Uh-huh. If you ask okay. me yes or no. Second part, Pixelbook aside, because it's a pretty limited product that Google basically made for itself. Or is it the future of laptops? And, or, and uh, Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix. Those and, two. And Dieter Bone, the executive editor of The Verge. But their big consumer products, the phone and yep. the, the home mini, both yep. compromise in some way. Are there consequences? Does like Rick Osterlo, who runs this thing, is Sundar calling him into the office and being like, WTF, Rick? Or are they just- I hope so. But here, in my opinion, here's the worst thing Google could do. Yeah. Oh, turns out we're bad at this. Well, it was just an experiment away. and walk away. That That yeah. is the stigma that hangs over every Google project. Well, is this another yep. Google Wave? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what everybody's thinking. By the way, Google Wave was actually very smart, way ahead of its time, and I think about it every day. Genius. Every time somebody sends me an email that should have been a Google Doc, I'm like, I wish I could wave the fuck out of this. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every day. How do we add a poll? <laughs> <laughs> All right, please. Every time we have to make a Google Doc to like plan out something at the Verge, I'm just like, what? No. Have you guys seen this uh, co- this Coda thing? What's that? It looks it, good. It's like it's like HyperCard meets FileMaker meets Google Docs meets like like you could take like. A, a document. It's like connecting documents to like different kinds of interfaces that you can create for them. And it's like this is like taking like spreadsheets, and then you could like you could view them as like a Trello board, or you can view them as what, what the other kinds of like organizational boards. Like you can like take one kind of data and then use it with different sorts of interfaces. It's it's very interesting. Hmm. Google Wave. It's very wave esque. I, f- I think there was a wave mentioned. Would you say it's which wavy? makes it basically wavy? <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, I'm gonna get the phone. Dieter's got the phone. We're gonna keep looking at the screen. Don't give up, Google. Don't give up. Next, Stick with it. Next year, Pixel One. I mean, Just there take are... this exact design, put Bluetooth five on it, mm. in in eight thirty five, and then ship yeah. it again. Well, aren't you gonna give yeah. them crap about the bezels then? I mean, probably, but this phone is great. Okay. Um, I thought, uh, was it Sam Byford wrote the piece for us? It's like maybe the iPhone 8 Plus is the best phone. Yeah. A, maybe, lot, of, a lot of people feeling that way right Maybe now. the right bezel was the one that was with us all maybe this we, time. Maybe this focus on bezels is all wrong. I got to say, I saw- Maybe focus on me. Haim wrote like a how to or pre-order the iPhone 10 yeah. piece day. And just he just used like a random photo from, that you guys got at the at the live event. Yeah. It just looks so good. All right. We're going to get to the iPhone 10. I'm going to read an ad. We got, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the iPhone 10 X, X10 <laughs> at the end. This episode of Vergecast brought to us by ZipRecruiter. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you needing great talent for your business but short on time? You don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find a perfect hire. You just need the right tools. You need smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards just one click, so you can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then, ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them relentlessly forever. It never stops. It never sleeps. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. That's why ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now... 
VergeCast listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That is right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Verge. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Verge. And try for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Verge. All right, Paul, I, I, I want to talk about it. There's a whole bunch of Amazon news. But first, I, I, I want to just get your, your take on this, which is Microsoft killed the Kinect. Yeah. Which was, at one point, the sort of, like, hobbyist hacker tool of choice. Right. Prime Sense, obviously acquired by Apple, Face ID, really built on original Connect ideas. Mm. But now Microsoft's walking away. What? How are you feeling about this? This reminds me of possibly the worst hot take I've ever written. Oh, I was at E3 when uh, Microsoft was announcing the Xbox One. Sony was announcing the PlayStation Four. Or maybe Microsoft had already announced. I forget the exact timeline, but the details about the PlayStation 4 came out and that they weren't going to bundle a camera. Yeah. And so my take was like, Sony has given up on this, on the, the world of motion controls. If you don't bundle it, it's it's not something that people are going to develop for and therefore it's dead. Um, and what I failed to write, it, it would it required just a sentence, mm-hmm. is like, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing to walk away from this. <laughs> Because um, that was a, turned out a genius move on Sony's part. Right. People were totally disillusioned by these motion control shenanigans that they just wanted to get back to playing video games while leaning deeply into their couches. <laughs> and and Sony like totally won uh, this generation. So I mean, it makes sense. And there's there's tons of these cameras you can buy. Like Intel's got one. Like you can. It was Acer or Asus. Like. Bunch of companies have licensed the necessary technology to make depth sensing cameras. So, like, it used, it, it's the, the this whole movement of like taking a Kinect and getting it working and then making some cool robotics project, like, definitely started because the Kinect was such accessible hardware. But, like, there's plenty of, of hardware available now that you don't have to use a Kinect for it. And it's yeah, really straightforward. But I guess it's sad, sad, sad to see it go. But it's also, it's also an example of, just not I mean Nintendo was doing this with the Wii U and a little bit with the Wii where you just you, you got this great idea and you just don't support it well enough yeah and so it just completely completely dies I mean I think the original Connect right Connect sports was like a phenomenon and then I cannot think of another Connect game. That people I've, about. Have you, I've never seen – I know Connect was one of the be- – at the time, Connect was the best-selling piece of consumer electronics like, ever. Yeah. Some, some ridiculously high rate of sales. I've never seen anybody play Connect Sports. Really? I've, I Have you? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen myself. Oh, okay. Can, uh, one, can you see yourself? It was always about like Wii bowling. You have a mirror, yes, unless Wii you're tennis. a vampire. Can, you, can one truly see themselves playing Connect Sports? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a thing. It's it's something to note, especially because the whole Prime Sense Apple thing. We're gonna find out soon if it paid off. You know, like it's probably gonna work. But it's interesting that Microsoft's like, that's whatever. We're done with this. Well, Microsoft like went w- after they for the the Connect Two that was with the Xbox One. Microsoft went way past the technology that Prime Sense even had. Yeah, like it was much higher fidelity. I don't really know. Since Prime Sense has been under the, the the wing of Apple, I don't know how much they've advanced their technology. But well, they've made it smaller. 
It's definitely smaller. <laughs> it's not a full size <laughs> Connect One. All right. I was. I just wanted to flag it because it's interesting. All right. Amazon News, like a lot of it, actually. Yeah. I, mean, um, I don't think we even have everything here. We don't. But the 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 sort of the big one that caught everyone's attention uh, is Key, which seems ridiculous. You buy the camera from Amazon. It's a smart home camera, and you can buy it. I think it's Zigbee locks. Because they're deep in the Zigbee game. Mm-hmm. As you know, Amazon's mortal en- enemy is the Z-Wave Alliance. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hate those guys. So you, you buy their new smart camera, which is just like a camera. Called Cloud Cam. Cloud Cam. You pair it with your Zigbee lock from like Yale or whatever. There's a couple of... And then when you get a delivery, they the delivery person like scans the package with the camera. The camera connects to the cloud, says, oh, this is Amazon package, and then opens your door. Yep. The delivery yep. person can just go in your house, put the thing down. That seems just wild. And your cl- cloud so, cam is recording what's going on, so then you can go watch what the delivery person did. So the, the logistics of that Could, to me seem very confusing because the camera no, needs that's to be like, outside. That's really common. Like they that the, the camera needs to be outside, but they you scan the barcode. That they do that with like package lockers already. Like, yeah, no, but thing. I'm saying the logistics of the cameras outside your house. They right. scan the barcode. They go in your house. Mm-hmm. The camera presumably can no longer see them because right. they're on the other side of the door from well, the why camera. Didn't you just you get buy another the three pack. <laughs> yeah. need, okay, so we've created this problem of strangers in our home. The solution to that problem is more products from us. Yeah. Can I? Can I tell you? Just follow this timeline with me yeah. briefly. Amazon's like, hmm. I wonder if people will accept a speaker that's always listening in their house, and we we totally did. And then Amazon's like, huh. I wonder if they'll accept a speaker with a camera on it and then anybody who wants to that you're friends with can just turn that camera on and see what you're doing by dropping in. And we're like, yeah, nah, sure. What if we made a camera that judged the quality of your outfits? Uh, Go ahead. We won't bother you. What if we took that camera where anybody can drop in and we made it into an alarm clock that you're supposed to put next to your bed where you sleep and do other things? And everyone's like... Oh, well, it's really cute. (laughs) And now, like, what if if we just used our cameras and stuff to just let random people go into your house? Like, Jeff Bezos, or as I like to call him now, Swole Jeff. um, (laughs) He's Swole. Amazon is on a mission to see just how far they can push their creepiness and, like, their, like, that, that sense of like, do you trust Amazon enough to do this thing? They're building on the fact that everybody loves Amazon to see how far they can go. If Google did, in, when Google does a tenth of this stuff, people lose their minds. And perhaps rightfully so. Um, no, people lost their minds over the lock. Like, I did not see no, one but that's the thing. The, tweet of the our lo- story that was like, right. I want this. Everyone so this was is like, the line. hell no. They finally found the line of yeah. what will we not ex- allow Amazon no to way. do in terms of our privacy. But the question is, if we had been okay with this you know, lock thing and letting people into our house, what do you think was next? Like, what what is what does Jeff Bezos, Swole Jeff, secretly want to do for privacy that he was building us up to? <laughs> well, first of all, I will say other smart locks do this. So yeah. I have an August smart lock. Mm. Uh, they have you know, a set of partnerships where like, you call for a cleaning service, and it'll automatically unlock the door when they get there. So, like, this idea has been there. Like, what if someone else could unlock your door? 
like who would do that? And like yeah. the answer is like deliveries and cleaning services. And if you are renting your house, you can partner with Airbnb, and Airbnb can lock your door. Right. So like, there's that idea is there. I think Amazon, they're not making partnerships. They're just like, what if we unlock your door for our people? I I maybe I'm weird for not being creeped out by this. I just love it. I, I'm creeped out by the clothes cam, not because they want to put like a, a camera in your closet or whatever. But just the idea that it's all about trying to sell you more stuff. Yeah. Right? Who among us has not missed a delivery? Right? <laughs> yeah. This I'm is waiting a real on a delivery thing. right now. And if you miss a delivery, there's an and and you miss the next one, now you've got to make like an hour trip to like go to the actual facility or you have to like get it resent to you. Yeah. Like it's like a big inconvenience. And like this this is definitely part of like that last mile of delivery. And I love I, I really like how integrated Amazon is in the delivery of a lot of things because it seems it's really optimized. And just yeah. the influence of Amazon in the market has really optimized home delivery. It's so much better than it ever was, and it, it keeps getting better. And this this makes it even better. I, I, I'm totally into this. It, it also completely non-applicable to me because I live in an apartment <laughs> building which has a front door, yeah. and then I have my own door. Yeah, so you gotta get smart locks everywhere. No use. Six cameras, two locks. Let's get into it, Paul. <laughs> Zigbee that shit up. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think this is the line, but I think they're gonna figure out how to do this. I think there's a reason they don't make the locks. Right? There's a reason it's cameras and like you can pair with a lock and let you in, but mm-hmm. really we want you to have these cameras. Well, they sell with a lock as like a bundle. Yeah, because they're a store. Sure, but they they're not making the lock. Right. Um, okay, so that's one thing. Then uh, the new Echo came out. Dan reviewed it. I will say this. I reviewed the Fire TV the same day, the new the 4K HDR Fire TV. And our expectation is like everyone would be really interested in the new Echo and no one would care about the Fire TV except me and my rowdy band of miscreants who love home theaters. Totally the other way around. The Echo, yeah. the Echo review was like, everyone was like, yeah, sure, it's a new one. Mm-hmm. It's got fabric. It's real nice. It looks very nice. It's yeah. very small. Yeah, um, But it's an Echo. Doesn't have like new features. And the feature is that's cheaper. Yeah, and smaller. Yeah, has covers. It doesn't, fire, doesn't fire. sound radically better. It's just an echo. Yeah, it, the yeah, whole so. Dolby processing. This is a lie. <laughs> it doesn't sound any better. And then every like the Fire TV review blew up because I think people are buying those. That product, massive disappointment. Really? Yeah. Just so like it. Maybe is, were you expecting too much? I was expecting it to have content. How many lights did oh, you yeah. get? Uh, zero. Zero lights. Zero lights. So there's two potential lights. Uh-huh. Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. No lights? Zero lights. Uh, so <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so they announced it right after the Apple TV reviews had hit, and they're like, we got Atmos support. It's like, great. Mm-hmm. Everybody has it. Very simple. Right. Uh, zero Atmos content available on Amazon. So it supports it. But you can't actually play anything back. I will say this: unlike Apple, which has to down mix surround or uh, decode surround into discrete channels, and then so they can mix Siri's voice into it, Amazon has figured out how to mix Alexa into Dolby. So if they ever get Atmos, the 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 blocker that Apple seems to be having, which is mixing Siri into the surround sound, doesn't seem to be there for them because they've already mixed Alexa into Dolby Digital Plus. Um, but who knows? And then they're, they don't have deals 
with movie studios for 4K HDR movies, or at least not all the studios. Yeah. So a bunch right. of and movies anywhere exists, which is awesome, and everyone should sign up for it. Um, so I bought, I've owned a bunch of 4K HDR movies from Vudu. They're synced over. They play in 4K HDR on the Apple TV and iTunes. It's great. It's like really cool. Amazon doesn't have those deals, so they just play back in 1080p. And there's no way to re-rent them because Amazon doesn't have deals or rebuy them. So even though you you own the movie in whichever service, Movies Anywhere is this beautiful gateway. Yeah. But it's not a gateway that brings the literal file no. from one service it's, to another. It's just a So it still license. depends on which service you're watching it through of which encoding you'll get. Yeah. So I, it's, it's a, I think the technology that Disney based it on is called Key Chest. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have like software keys right. to unlock streaming rights. I don't actually own bits. Sure. So yeah. So because Amazon, so Baby Driver is like a good example. Um, Baby Driver, I own it in 4K HDR on Voodoo. Play it on iTunes. It just works. Does its thing. Plays HDR. Amazon 1080p. I, I've never used. Uh, I spent much time. With I think like- no, Wonder. It's Wonder Woman. I think Baby Driver. I don't, can't confirm, but Wonder Woman definitely works on the Apple TV and, and like, Vudu. I, I get the impression that, like, Amazon the, – the, I mostly interact with Amazon's content library just through the web browser. It's, mm-hmm. like, my last resort. And it feels like the oldest part of their tech stack. It's yeah. like it's like looking at like a, a like a website from, like, 2005. So the Fire TV is beautiful. So in, the, in like, the, the spectrum of things, mm-hmm. the Apple TV and the Fire TV – are running mobile operating systems, right? Mm-hmm. So the Fire TV runs a fork of Android. It runs at 60 frames per second. Um, it's, like, beautiful. There's, like, swoopy animations. Apple TV is obviously running tvOS, variant of iOS, mm. swoopy animations. And then, like, the other end of the spectrum is, like, well, there's the Chromecast, which has literally no UI. But one tick about that yeah. is, like, the Roku, which has, like, basically the most utilitarian interface. It's, like, Soviet. Mm-hmm. Like, you fire up a steam engine and, like, plays Netflix at you. <laughs> okay. um, uh, and then, like, in the middle, you've got, like, the Shield and other boxes, right? But the the Fire TV and the Apple TV clearly have the most, like, well-thought-out interface, which is why I was excited about the Fire TV. Because yeah. it's, like, it's got all the support of the things I want, but uh, no lights, not enough content. And, like... 70 bucks. For 70 bucks, you can get a Chromecast Ultra, and if you deal with it, you get both lights, two lights. Do you really just let it hang like this? Yeah. So Do you just put that <laughs> HDMI cable and just let it hang? It's so so, so it's, a, it's a huge box. Uh-huh. It's like the biggest dangly streamer thing. So the Chromecast Ultra, the Chromecast started the, like, we're just going to let it hang off the side. Right, but it was, like, almost the size of a USB key at that time. Yeah, and then they, they made it so it actually dangles because they found people... It's weird, right? You plug in the Mac TV, you can't get it back, so it's like better to let it hang. The Amazon, it's got a 1.5 gigahertz dual core processor, does 4K, it's got its own power supply. Like, it's big. And so I was like, guys, this is, he-. I plugged it into the front port on my receiver, and I was like, I'm going to break this HDMI jack. So I like, propped it up. Mm. So I asked Amazon, this is like heavy. Did you test it? Is there a spec? And God bless them. They came back to me with the spec. The spec is amazing. Right. The what? HDMI spec for, da- for for the connector for dangling for dangling. Yeah. Uh, the 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 precise measurement is called a wrenching force. Yeah. That wow. Makes HDMI total sense. connectors need to have a wrenching force tolerance of forty newtons. Okay. And the oh the, the Fire TV with its current weight only exerts a wrenching force of one newton. What? Yeah. 
Wait, so, so you could you could take <laughs> wait, I don't know if the math is it scalar? You could take forty of these could things. Could you put oh, 40? They, would get, <laughs> they would have but I asked. It would have told to, me. It would have to be in the exact same form factor, but forty times heavier. But you, you glue forty of them together and you plug one yeah, in but, and you break mm. your TV. But there'd be more leverage because it'd be it'd be more volume and the weight would be further out and so it's more newtons. So yeah, I don't so think you need forty. You need it to be like a straight downward force. Yeah. You need to link forty of them in a chain, mount your TV in the ceiling. <laughs> For science. Yeah, I thought it was greater than they went and looked at it. All credit to them. Well, where do you look on the packaging <laughs> to tell if your HDMI receiver adheres to the 40, <laughs> 40 newton standard? Uh, they're like, we also tested it with a bunch of TVs. All that said, it's huge and it's kind of heavy. And so you plug it in and you're like, I don't feel good about this. Yeah. But it's only <laughs> it's 140th only one, it's the only regulation one newton. of newtons, which is great. <laughs> I like all credit to them. Yeah. Like, most PR people are like, it's fine. Right. They like went and did the research, and they're like, we tested it in the spec. That's great. That's the that. best news I've heard all week. <laughs> yeah, the wrenching force is well within the Newton range. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to read one more ad. We're going to come back and talk about some Apple stuff right before we, right before we get out of here. This episode of the Virtualcast brought to you by The Art of Shaving. What is the secret of well-groomed guy? The Art of Shaving. Founded in New York in 1996, The Art of Shaving has been helping guys look their best for over 20 years. The Art of Shaving has your total routine covered, whether it's shaving, beard maintenance, hair, skin, body, or fragrance. The Art of Shaving's award-winning products are formulated with the highest quality of botanical ingredients featuring pure essential oils. There's the four elements of the perfect shave, which have been created to deliver smooth results every day. You start by prepping your skin with signature pre-shave oil. Then you create a thick, foamy lather with shaving cream applied with a shave brush. You shave, and then you replenish moisture with aftershave balm. You finish off the perfect shave with one of five fragrances. Sandalwood and Cypress, Oud Suede, Vetiver Citron, Green Lavender, and or Coriander and Cardamom. You can mix and match if you're a maniac. Each cologne has been carefully assembled for distinctive scent. The Art of Shaving offers a convenient replenishment service that allows you to save on your favorite products while never having to worry about running out. So listeners receive 15% off their first order and free shipping by using the promo code VERGE, that's V-E-R-G-E. To get this offer, go online to theartofshaving.com and use that promo code VERGE to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. So that's artofshaving.com for the special offer. Or if you want to consult a grooming expert, step into one of the many retail locations near you. So, we got to talk about it. We're recording this on Thursday. Dear yep. midnight your time on the West Coast. Correct. 3 a.m. our time on iPhone the East 10, Coast. On the East Coast. iPhone 10 pre-order start. You doing it? No. Dieter? I haven't decided. Like, I, I, I'm probably going to do it because, I mean, it's me. You'll be, and um, you'll be awake. I think it's on I mean, the East Coast. It's like, that's now you're committed. At midnight, it's like, I'm up. Beep. You know? Dude, I go to bed at like 9.30. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait. Up. Stranger Things is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Fr- Friday. Yeah. Mario's also coming Also, Mario. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like iPhone's down that list. Really? It's third on the list. I don't know. I'm Probably very excited for Mario. I'm any of those three things, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to watch know. Stranger Things. It's very exciting. I mean. I don't have a Switch. If, I should get one. I guess you guys get yeah. a Switch. Yeah. Yeah, you if can nothing save else, I I want to sit there and look at the color temperature and viewing angles on the iPhone X next to the Pixel Two XL just for days. I just want to spend <laughs> the rest of the year just <laughs> looking at those two displays side by side and just pondering them. Yeah, I want to yeah. look at the notch. 
I want to look at the notch. I want to look at the viewing angles. I want to like look at the grit on one screen and the the bunny ears on another screen. Oh god! I want to I want to I want to flip them over, and I, I just want to consider the camera bump. Yeah, you know? yeah. The size of it on the iPhone 10 and the, and the little s- ring on the Pixel. S- sometimes you got to think about the rounded corners too. Yeah, yeah, you do. You got to think about it. You got to you got to look carefully. You got to look at the edges of the screen and see if the round like, you know curves into the. Straight. I'm going to just say this. Well. It's a bad time for phones, right? I think I did. I say this to you when we were taping Circuit Breaker because we were we were wa- we were watching Dan's hands on with the the ZTE Axon M, mm-hmm. and I was like, all of these Ooh. flagships like compromised. I'm going ZTE Axon M. Yeah. Two screens to flip over and form a huge screen. It, none of it looks <laughs> like it works right. Right. But at least like at least for all of that, you get something wild. That's why I'm going with the 3310. It's just like <laughs> I, you know. Stop trying your best. <laughs> Give us something interesting. Start trying your worst. <laughs> Do your worst. <laughs> Do your weirdest. ZTX, I'm telling you. That's my that's my next. This is my next. The ZTX on it. If you don't know okay. what it is, you can go on our YouTube channel and like look at it. Yeah. It is an Android phone with a hinge and like it's a screen and then you flip it open and there's another screen and it becomes a mediocre Android tablet, yeah, and that's just the best. Wait, there's the, the, Neil. That was redundant. <laughs> there's only one kind of Android tablet. Harsh, it's harsh mediocre. Oh. I've been thinking about buying an Android tablet. Like you know, dude. Why? <laughs> what? Do your worst. What would you buy? Well, because I use the Chromecast, and you can't Chromecast off an iPhone. Uh huh. So then you have to. I have to use the TV. You have to. I have to have my Android phone there. Right. But if I'm not there, or I left my phone somewhere else... Wait, what do you want to Chromecast yeah. that your iPhone won't Chromecast? Like, a- almost anything. Like, there's tons I of apps... I can Chromecast where- YouTube. You can Chromecast YouTube. Netflix. Chromecast Netflix. Netflix Voodoo. Um, NFL Game Pass. I think Sunday Ticket's kind of wonky. Uh, there's just you stuff. Can, you can, uh, I think you can do Sunday... You can definitely do Sunday Ticket from an Android phone. I don't know about an iPhone. Yeah, I think it's anyway. It's been wonky with my phone. Anyway, if you want to buy is, an Android tablet, the only answer is uh, buy the cheapest one you can find because they're all bad. Or I could buy the ZTE Axon M. Yeah, and yes. have a phone th- that is hopelessly compromised. <laughs> what I and what I want you to do. Android tablet. I want you to buy the ZTE Axon M, and I, and I want to be there with a video camera when you <laughs> present it. To your wife. Here's your new remote control. Here's our new TV. I will say this. I've been using this Pixel. I'm in love with the Pixel. I'm in love with Oreo. The Pixel is fine. It's a piece of hardware. Great camera. Oreo is great. It's very like yep. Super whimsical and fun. And there's like, I love opening the app drawer and watching a little arrow do. It's like little arrow anime. It's all great. Mm. Becky hates not being on iMessage with me. (laughs) Literally sends me texts. They're like, I hate this. Wow. Hates it. One of my friends yesterday was texting me, and she's like, finally, a good use for uh, live photos. And I was like, I don't want an Android phone. And she just goes, oh, I assumed you were traveling. I didn't know you were one of those. <laughs> wow. Like, brutal. Brutal response. One of I'm like, those. I'm in friend jail. People could be so mean. Yeah. Then Do you I, just like, want to reply be like, the vast majority of humans on the planet use this phone? <laughs> yeah. But I can't. I don't know. Oh, I'll, I had a bunch of friends over the house uh, this last weekend. Uh, and I had the Pixel, and we were playing like dumb trivia games, and we kept asking Google Assistant, and it has all of the answers. Really? Just all, it's yeah. it's so much better than Siri, and like everyone loves the camera, 
And I was like, this phone's really fun. It's really smart. It's doing all this stuff. All, it's all the Google stuff. We love, we love this phone, phone but, but we'll never talk to you again. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, I love that phone. <laughs> My buddy was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of sick of this iPhone. It's got a headphone. I'm into it. And I was like, no, I message. And all of them like, nah. <laughs> like it ended the conversation. <laughs> Every single one of them. What a yeah. world. What a world. All right. We, by the way, forgot to talk about the iPhone. Because there was a big Bloomberg report that came out this week. Oh, yeah. So Bloomberg reported that Apple basically told its manufacturers that it was okay to have a slightly worse like tolerance for the dot projector, I think it was. Yeah. One of the parts of the Face ID. Um, and so and then everyone was like, oh, my God, does that mean it's going to be bad? Uh, and then... Apple didn't just deny it, but as John Gruber pointed out, they strenuously denied it, outright said it was false. Uh, just a very strong no to yeah. that to Bloomberg's story. No well, no wiggle room at all there. So the, the story, the specific claim in the Bloomberg story was in order to produce as many Face ID 3D sensors as they needed, they dropped one of the spec requirements. Because there was a rumor before that 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 was one of the things that was holding up production. Right. So they, in order to get enough, they dropped a testing requirement so that and more things would pass the test. Apple says this is completely false. Mm. I will, I, just this is a totally inside baseball note, by the way. We have some people on our staff who used to work at Bloomberg. People are pointing out that like in the Bloomberg report, it quotes by name the Apple person who denied it. And I'm like, this must be a really big deal because – Apple never says anything by name. Bloomberg's policy is to always name everyone. So that's not like Apple doing it. It's literally Bloomberg's house style is to never let anyone not be named. In that in that particular way. Like if you're a spokesperson, it's just a thing. I think it's really neat. I wish we did it more. But like that's like the Bloomberg way. I just want them to ship this phone and see how people like it and see if they can have enough of it. But I I, I I feel like this phone. There's been so many rumors about this phone for so long. It just needs to come out and and live or die on its own merits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like they're they've definitely hit the point now. Like this whole little hype cycle of theirs might have like backfired. Like people are going to be looking now, right? Whereas if they oh, had yeah. it out, right? Like the, people are going to want to tear this thing apart now in a way that might be unfair. Because I think having just used it for the few minutes. We've used it. Mm. Like Dieter set up his face with Face ID yeah. at the hands-on event, and it worked great. So, like, just in that moment, if you watch our hands-on video, like, I was like giddy with excitement because the thing is like fun to hold. Right. Um, but I think they've set up this thing now where everyone's going to be hyper conscious of the fact that a you can't get it, b it's pretty expensive. Like, is it worth waiting? Is it worth the money? There's just not a lot of info. There's all this other st- like. They're usually really, there's usually, they're usually, there's the notch. Are the apps going to work with the notch? Like, they're usually really buttoned up with this. And this one feels like they're, they're coming right up against the deadline. I also feel uh, this is, this is some really, this is totally tangential, but um, I got a bunch of emails from a bunch of uh, people who just happened to have written stories about how some of the iPhones have an Intel modem and some of them have a Qualcomm modem and the Qualcomm modem is superior. So I think Qualcomm is trying to seed the story and like get themselves inserted into the conversation in their ongoing fight with Apple. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard a lot about Qualcomm recently. Um, you know, there's like crack the Wi-Fi issue. We had Russell on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Qualcomm supplies a lot of Wi-Fi chips this in this world, like a lot. And their response to crack has been like nothing yet. Like it's kind of uh, kind of like weird, right? Yeah. What is their role? Well, in they that? they it's just like 
Qualcomm is this entity is like exists and they want to be in this conversation, but like they're not the consumer facing brand actually. Right. And with Apple in this patent fight, they're trying to become one so that you, you know, you think highly of them in their patent fight with Apple. Right. But it, they're not. And so if you if you want to be that, then you have all these responsibilities and you don't want to take the responsibility. It's like they're in a weird spot. Mm. A weird spot. Yeah. Do they do they want to be responsible? The cucumber story. <laughs> Just putting out there. <laughs> but it's true. They're in like every single uh Every single uh, Wi-Fi router. Yeah. Like you know bas- really happy basically about? all of them. Uh, well, you know what I'm really happy about? Yeah. That we haven't forgotten Paul's segment. Oh, God. <laughs> Paul. Every yeah. week, my friend. Can I just say this? It's in the rundown. It is now in like 24-point bold all caps yeah. in our rundown that we work off of. And yet, Here's the we thing. just blew by it. Here's the thing. And this all ties back to burn-in. Our brains are designed... With basically burn-in in mind, uh, you, you, your neurons adapt to patterns they see in the world, and then those patterns become less and less obvious. And 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 so because of that, sometimes we don't notice anomalies. Mm-hmm. And so because this is formatted in this document as an anomaly, you scan right past. Anyways, water pods. Water pods. Water pods. I saw these today. We did it. We did it. These are mineral water pods from a company called Mitte, I think is how you say it. It's a German company, M-I-T-T-E. It's uh, <laughs> it's great. It basically, it distills the water to get all the minerals out of the water, and then it uses its mineral cartridges to put the, the right minerals back in. I don't understand <laughs> what... I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty lucky. You know, I live in New York. We have like the best tap water in the business. So I'm fine. But I don't know. Anyways, water pods. So they add the minerals to tap water? No, no, no. Well, first, they take the minerals out of tap first water. First, you got to distill the water, get all the minerals out. <laughs> then use the proprietary pod with minerals in it to inject <laughs> new minerals in. We're doomed. One cartridge should last for 400 liters. That's a lot of liters. It's about it's ten times as many newtons 50, of wrenching force. Fifty bucks, <laughs> fifty bucks for a cartridge, about three hundred twenty-eight dollars for the machine. Uh, Kickstarter. Yeah. go ahead and spend your money on that. Water pots. <laughs> water pots. We got a pitch. Are they the company that's like the first truly healthy water? We definitely got a pitch. I emailed it to some. I think I emailed it to our science team, and the the subject line of the email I got was. X company, I don't remember, but I, what I remember is that the subject line was the world's first truly healthy water, which struck me as being a bit of a bold claim. They definitely say create your own mineral water just like nature. <laughs> cool. So let fish pee in it. <laughs> All right. I think on that extremely depressing note, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go home. I'm going to set an alarm for like 2.45 a.m. You take a pre-order nap? Take a pre-order nap. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to start clicking. Do you know the worst part of that You're this is? It? You're doing it? I'm, I, I have to do it. I'm going to do it. Why not? But do you want to do it? I don't want to do it. Okay. But I, I have to. I want to just be a part of the club. The worst part of this is I have to order mine from AT&T. So, uh, next. Ooh. And it's just not going to work. Like, you AT&T's told me you were like, going to spend your AT&T next on the ZTX, which is an AT&T phone. Are you going back on that? Wait, 
Should I spend my next allowance on the Axon M and then buy a thousand dollar phone in cash? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what would a what would a true ship captain do? Damn it all. As as captain, I will make my decision known. The captain will retire to his quarters. Yeah, please update us. All right, that. <laughs> It's our show. Tweet at us if you are pre-ordering this phone. If you're pre-ordering the iPhone 10, I'd like to hear from you. Just help us get through your thinking. I'm at Reckless. Dieter's at Backlon. Paul's at Future Paul. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff to listen to if you're tired of this show and it's our, our nonsense. Although, I will tell you, this is the only... I am confident this is the only podcast available in the world this week that discussed Newton's of wrenching force. I am making that claim, wow. and I completely stand by it. No other podcast at all produced this week mentioned Newton's of wrenching force. If you find one that did, you can tweet it at us, yeah. but I know we'll you will issue won't. a correction. <laughs> I will issue a correction next week, but I'm almost 100% certain. It has to specifically be about HDMI no, no, uh, no, no, spec. No, 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 no. I'm I open the gates, man. Any podcast that men mentions Newton's of wrenching force in any context... Uh, there's a civil okay. engineering podcast out there, a podcast that's just about screws. Yeah. That'd be great. If there's a podcast just about screws, tweet at me and let me know about that. That'd be wonderful. They're like Phillips, regular. Torx is the best screw, I think. Um, anyway, other stuff to listen to that isn't this nonsense. Uh, again, I cannot stress enough how great Why'd You Push That Button is. Available everywhere. Caitlin Ashley, great. Our producer, Andrew, who is wonderful at producing the show, has to put up with this. Does a great job of producing that show. Uh, Lauren Good, who's on our show all the time, has a great podcast with Kara Swisher. Too embarrassed to ask. Kara Swisher herself does Recode Decode, which is wonderful. And then Peter Kafka does Recode Media. If you're a media nerd, must listen. All that's available everywhere. Our frenemy, Ezra Klein, I know what he does. Don't listen to him. He's out there, too. Oh, I forgot to say at the top of the show, we're part of the Vox Podcast Network. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to talk about screen burning with Dieter. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Vox also launched an amazing podcast with Sarah Cliff called The Impact, which is all about health policy. That was number one trending in all podcasts in iTunes. A nerdy show about healthcare policy. That's great. And it says something about us as a people, which is that what we care about is wrenching force. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Nation of nerds. I love it. Uh, that is the Virtualcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. It's going to be a wild one because people are going to get their phones on a third. So we should presumably know more about the phones. Someone's going to know something. Yeah. I wonder how much wrenching force the iPhone has. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to stop it. Goodbye. Rock and roll. Paul. Promo, Promo code. code. <laughs>